You're listening to WBCALP 102.9 FM, Boston, Boston's community radio station. Hello, hello. You're listening to Never Give Up, where giving up is not an option. I'm your host, Rochelle Jones. Well, the weather's getting nice and it's lots of outdoor activities to do. Um, we're here once again wanting to encourage those listeners um, to don't quit. You know, um, things may be difficult, but don't stop. Keep pressing. Uh, we want to liken today that, you know, uh, three strikes and you're out. We want to talk to the premise that life sometimes is not like baseball, that even though you may strike out, um, even though it may feel like you fall down, uh, guess what? Uh, you're not out. So don't count yourself out. If you're sitting, looking in the mirror, and the only thing you can say to yourself is negativity, the only thing that you can say is how you're a failure, if the only thing that you see is your mistakes, then you're counting yourself out. And unlike baseball, we don't do that. Not, not humans. This is not a game. The game of life is you fall and you get up again. You do what it takes to reevaluate the situation, but you get up again. You do what it takes to try to put in some new, um, you know, after assessing, put in some new strategies and get up again. You don't stay down. And I like the scripture that uh, is in uh, Proverbs um, 24, uh, verse uh, 15 and verse 16. And a very, very exciting passage. Um, it, it tells us, the wicked are warned that they will stumble in times of calamity. And when difficult times come, when evil befalls because of their wickedness or because of God's judgment in their lives, they will stumble and they will fall, Right? But the Bible tells us in verse 16, um, for a just man falls seven times and rises up again, but the wicked shall fall into mischief at first glance. This, you know, so it doesn't seem so assuring, right? It's not reassuring, but it's a reassuring scripture. It's like, you know, like I said, unlike baseball, three strikes and you're out. It says, look, you may fall seven times, but you're going to get up again. Why? Because when you trust in God, when you are um, leaning on and, and Him, and you're, you're looking at your life as in this journey, you know, uh, you're going to fall. You're going to have ups and downs. You're going to have very low, discouraging moments. But get up. You're going to rise up. When you, when you have God's wonder-working power working within you, it will supernaturally cause you to get up even when you don't feel like it, even when the odds are against you, even when it doesn't even seem practical, like just stay down, you know? Often I, I um, when looking at this movie, Rocky, it just seems like he was getting beat so bad and they were in his corner trying to determine whether they were going to throw in the towel and stop the fight. And I know there's some times in your life when you're going through situations and you're wondering, whoo, should I just throw in the towel? Man, I should just give up the fight? And 
lean on Proverbs 24, 16. You know, you may fall seven times, but you're going to rise up again. But here's the thing. But he says, now, if you have wicked heart, wicked intentions, or you don't know who Christ is, then it says, you know, you, you may fall and you'll fall into mischief, right? And so one of the things I think I, I glean towards and I, I find um, helpful in my journey is knowing that I have Christ on my side. Knowing that, you know, hey, he's just not some, you know, cool companion or somebody, some club I joined or somebody who I can just call on whenever, right? He literally is a very present help in a time of trouble. And sometimes you have to realize when when your back was against the wall and you really didn't know how you were going to get it, you don't know how you were going to buy the house. You didn't know how you were going to feed your kids. You didn't know where the money was going to come from to pay the car insurance. And yet, Something happened, something supernatural that made you realize, God, thank you. You know, that accident that almost took your life or took you off the road. or it, You might have hit a tree. You might have been in a tragic accident on the side of the road. Ambulance might have had to pull you away. Or you could be a survivor of cancer, a survivor of a heart transplant. And yet, you know that there were some situations when you thought you were out. You were out. And yet you got up, yet God brought you back. He, he strengthened you. He encouraged you. And I love it when he says, you know what? Yeah, and my grace is sufficient for you. And I, I, you become to realize that it really isn't really the, you depending upon you, but it's you depending upon a, a mighty, powerful God who said that he will never leave you or forsake you. So I would encourage you to build your house on the rock and not the sand, you know? Build your house on the things that are, are Christ-like, the things that are going to last, right? On Christ, that solid rock I stand, when all around me is sinking sand. You know, we learn how to stand on the things of God, and then our faith kicks in to say, you know what? I, I'm here for another day. I'm going to make it. I'm going to get back up. <clears throat> I'm, I'm able to, to, to run this race. I'm able to endure to the end. I'm able to keep my heart cheerful. I'm able to keep my focused. And I'm able to keep my eyes stayed on you, Lord. And, and those are the things that, that help you get up and stay up. You know, and, 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 and then you, you get a little scriptures, you know, to kind of help you out in your journey. And one of my favorite ones is Psalm 121. My, my Aunt Maisel used to love this scripture as well. That I'll lift up my eyes unto the hills from whence cometh my help. My help cometh from the Lord, which made heaven and earth. He will not suffer thy foot to be moved. He that keepeth thee will not slumber. Behold, he that keepeth Israel shall neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is thy keeper. The Lord is thy shade upon thy right hand. The sun shall not smite thee by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord shall preserve thee from all evil. He shall preserve thy soul. The Lord shall preserve thy going out and thy coming in from this time forth and even 
forevermore. Like, why would you want to walk alone, right? Like, why would you not want God on your side? And I'm not talking about other people's understanding of who God is. I'm asking you to ask the Lord to make himself clear for you. I'm asking you to ask God to come in to your heart and to help you have understanding of who you are, who he is, and the plan that he has for your life. Uh, that even when it seems as though you're walking through a cloudy, sandy, dusty tunnel, dark, there's light at the end. Because the word of God is in you. Because his word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path, that his very presence and word uh, begin to cause us to see, even if it's step by step. Now, I, I sometimes don't like walking in the forest in the dark without a flashlight, would you? I mean, you can't see, it's pitch black, you know? Well, it'd be very helpful if you had a, la- a light, you know, a flashlight, And it would be helpful if you had two flashlights, one on each foot, right? At the very least, you'd be able to see the steps that you need to take right there in front of you. And so if we would allow ourselves to just be reminded that sometimes we're trying to look uh, for a distance that seems dark when we're looking too far ahead, but just walk right there one step in front of you. And we see that when we begin to take that step, one right in front of us, one at a time, we begin to see that the Lord begins to light up our steps and that we're able to kind of get a better picture of where it is that we're needing to walk, right? You don't want to run in a dark place and you you can't see, there's no lighting. You want to take one step at a time. I'm asking you that if you find yourself down, Literally, take one step up, one step. What is the one thing right now that you have going for you? What is the one thing on your side? And that's God, that he'll never leave me or forsake me. That he said he's with me even until the ends of the world. That he's right there by my side. And that he's going to make known what his will is for me. I know sometimes we do have to make some rapid decisions, but... as David said, this word I have it hidden in my heart that, guess what, I could be able to make decisions that will be based upon your will against, uh, against the things that I've heard that are in alignment due to your word that you've left us. So we want to continue to press on, right, and to, to get up and to not allow... negativity or uh, circumstances to stumble us, right? Now, check this out. Even in this Proverbs, we see that, look at the wicked are going to stumble, right? When they get into difficult times, they're going to stumble. But the Bible's telling us, right, you're going to get up. He's not going to allow you to stay stumbling, not when you're his. It's like, you know, if you're a parent and you have a child and you see that child getting into trouble or stumbling, you come to its assistance as quick as possible. And it's the same thing that God does. His timing is perfect. Sometimes it may seem as though he's delayed, but I heard someone say once, doesn't mean it's denied, 
delayed but not denied. It simply sometimes can mean that, listen, that God is trying to orchestrate some things. He still has some work to do before he allows me to have it. Hallelujah. And so we learn not to rush God, but to depend upon him and to trust that he knows best. That's very difficult sometimes. To trust that God knows perfectly what it is that you have need of and that he'll be there to to give you all that you need, right? And so we we begin to look at, you know, there's so much wickedness right now, right? So much wickedness going on. But we have to stay focused. We have to stay focused. And what does that mean? You know, we're, the Bible says there's no good thing that dwells in the flesh, the Bible tells us that, you know, we're not good and there's nothing that really is good in us. But when we are in walking with God, then, then he lays on us the things that it is that we ought to be doing, striving for and walking in. Right. And so <clears throat> it's it's an exciting thing to walk with God. Right. What about um, integrity? that we have to be a people who walk in integrity. And right now there's so much greed out. That you, Do you know that people would simply lie, cheat, and deceive and harm others in order to get ahead or to get food, I mean, to get money? You know, you think about it. Um, you, you hear such a controversy between, um, you know, the foods that we eat and the herbs of long ago and the remedies that we have that, you know, these pharmaceutical companies are peddling these medications and things. And yet, you know, there are, there are natural remedies and no one is simply aware about it. And we have to come to a place where we look at that sometimes the pharmaceutical companies really don't care about your existence or your life. Because it's funny if you notice that for every medication that they come out with, it's so funny that when you look at the side effects, it's like the side effects alone are worse than the actual ailment that you had in the first place. <laughs> what do you mean? Well, I'm saying is that sometimes they say, well, if you take this pill, it could cause liver damage. It could cause this, this, and this. And you're like, wow, that you have all... <laughs> these symptoms trying to cure one original ailment. You created seven others. And so here we are in a society when it seems wicked, when people call right wrong and wrong right, and there's just so many twists and turns, and here you are. Now you have social media. You have social media. You have people who are putting things up on social media and you're comparing your life to theirs. They are putting up things that make their page look so perfect. But what sometimes we fail to remember is that, uh, yeah, you might be having your 56th anniversary, but uh, there were some toils. There were some struggles. There were some fall downs. There were some ups. There were some downs. And that people aren't showing you those. They're not taking pictures of the mishaps. Sometimes when uh, you have um, a photo 
You may have taken 30 photos to get that one great one that you post, but you didn't post all the other 29. And so what I'm saying is don't so get so caught up and so wrapped up in what other people are doing, but get caught up in what it is that God is calling you to do, you know? And we're simply here to, today wanting to just encourage you in whatever your endeavors are, that we want to speak life and let you know that you can do it. I don't believe that God would have put it in your spirit and in your heart if, it, if he didn't um, make provision for you, right? And that I have to believe that for every vision that God has given me, that he has also made the provision to do it. And not everybody's sitting around saying, oh, I want to do this or that. But they, if you're saying it, it's because it's something in you that God put there. And so you must cultivate it. You must train it. You must work at it until it becomes something that's going to be able to bless others and build the kingdom of God. Amen. And so godly, when you, when you walk in godliness, right, you're going to prevail. You're going to get up. You're going to be strengthened. God is going to illuminate your path. He, he said, if you acknowledge me, he's going to direct your steps. He's going to make your steps sure. For the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. I guess the question then remains, am I walking in his goodness or am I walking in wickedness? Well, most people aren't going to say, well, yeah, no, I'm walking in wickedness. But yet God simply tells us what the difference is walking in the flesh and walking in the spirit and what it looks like. And then we have examples like Lot's wife, who he said, do not turn around, right? Don't even look back. You know, he told him to leave Sodom and Gomorrah, and he said, don't look back. And it's a prime example of what happens that when we look back, right, when we're trying to preserve what it is that we're leaving. Well, that, that was, even though that wickedness was all she knew, maybe, to where she wanted it. She didn't want to leave it. The uncertainty of what she was leaving uh, played more on her consciousness and her emotions than what God was leading her to. And, and, and sometimes we stay in bad situations and bad relationships, abusive relationships, because it's what we know. And we can't phantom that God is trying to push us to a better place, a new location. He's trying to bring us to our promised land. And so, therefore, we, 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 we get scared and we begin to look back. And what happened when she looked back, it, she turned into a pillar of salt. What things in your life are you looking back? What things God is saying, let go of that. Let go of that relationship. Let go of that person. Let go of that job. Let go of that ministry and, and focus and move forward. When you're like, I don't know where I'm going and it feels scary. Well, you get to say that, but say that not looking back. You get to say, God, I'm really not sure and I'm afraid. You get to say that, but say it not looking back. Because <clears throat> looking back says I'm not willing to look forward. I don't know about you, but I, I can't drive looking backwards. I'm driving my car, especially going at a fast pace. I, I don't want to be looking at my rearview mirror trying to go straight. And so we find that God really, are, are we really trusting him? And that's 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 a funny thing that we have to ask ourselves. Are you saying you trust God or do you really trust him? And we and I love having a relationship because we get to barter back and forth. 
We get to talk back and forth. We get to reason with God. We get to talk. We get to share our heart and our emotions. We get to share our fears so that they're not fears anymore. And then he gives us the tools that we need to pull down those strongholds, you know, to pull down those things that we become so accustomed to, but they're not meaning us well. We get to cast down thoughts and imaginations that are coming against who God is and what God is saying. And you might say, wow, she sure sounds repetitive. It may seem repetitive, but God is putting it back on my heart because I'm seeing where there's some people who are listening on this line and they keep getting stuck at the same thing. And you wonder, well, I I, I couldn't imagine getting stuck back here again when I've already been through something similar and I know better. But yet the heart wasn't convinced. Yet you were still uh, banking like uh, uh, Lot's wife, missing what you possibly are leaving because you can't imagine and visualize where you're going. And so we want to take a moment so that we can begin to visualize what is God saying to you? What is God wanting from you and from your life? What is God holding you responsible for. That when you stand before him in heaven and he asks you, hey, what did you do with that, that thought that I gave you, that, that ministry that I wanted you to rise up and do, a song that I wanted you to put on the radio, the book I wanted you to write? Or what about the gift of, of speed or running? You never even tried out for a track meet or the instrument that he gave you, gave you anointing for, but you never had time to practice. What is God saying to you in this hour? And I want you to know that even though the road might seem a little bumpy for you, and even though sometimes you may not think you're really sure on where it is that you're going. And even though it may seem like, wow, there's more low moments than there are victories, then this is when you have to remember that God said, yeah, you may fall. You may fall even seven times. You may even fall 14 times. But you will get up again. And when you do get up, not if, but when you do get up, where will your frame of mind be? Will you have an attitude of gratitude of, God, I thank you so much for helping me to overcome and to get out of that low space. Thank you. Hallelujah. And begin to praise him in there. Praise him in that moment for the great things that he has done. And if you could be so honest as to say, God, if it had not been for you on my side, where would I be? Where would I be? And so, once again, we may not understand the whole picture. We may not even understand all of the whys. But we can simply say, God, I thank you. I thank you, Lord, that you are true to your promises. 
I thank you that your promises are yes and amen. <clears throat> I thank you, God, that you've been so faithful. I thank you, God, for encouraging me about getting up again. I thank you, God, that I'm reassured knowing that you keep your promises and that you are faithful. I thank you, Lord, that it causes me to check, am I doing right right now? Am I being the best that I can be in every situation of my life? Hallelujah. Remember, when you fall, what is your life? How are you living? What are you doing? Because there is a, a comparison between those who walk in righteousness and those who walk as wicked men and women. Just men rise up, and they will continue to move forward. And wicked men fall and lose their direction. Don't forget the scripture that tells us, don't be envious of men who seem to be doing well, right? Don't be envious of those people who seem to be doing right. Ah, but you know, they're doing this on the side. They're doing that. They talk like this, you know? And I know we're not to judge, but there are some characteristics out here that are causing people to stumble. Christians, we were brought up, shouldn't be cussing, right? And when we hear it, I'm not judging, but it just stumbles me because he said bitter and sweet cannot flow from the same water, right? From the same fountain. And, and yet, how can the same mouth that we use to give reverence and to bless God is the same mouth that we use to curse his people. And so things like that can sometimes cause us to stumble. But even in that, repent and turn away, right? <laughs> we fall. I, I, Donnie McClurkin, he's saying we fall, but we get up. Amen. You have fallen. You don't got to walk in shame or guilt. You don't have to w walk in discouragement or disgrace. You simply have to say, Lord, forgive me of my sins. And you'll get up again. And you'll try it again. And you're going to make it. Because God is on your side. And you are an overcomer. We're out of time. I want to thank you for listening to Never Give Up, where giving up is not an option. I'm your host, Rochelle Jones. Have a safe, blessed week. And remember, greatness is on the inside of you.